0: Hey Coleraine, my name is Corey Foister, the Township's intern, and I'll be your host for season two. Each episode, we'll talk to a Township official or someone from the community and learn about them and what they do to make Coleraine Township a great place to live and work. This week, I sit down with representatives from a greater Northbrook, Lori McMullen and Chad Ballard. Hey Colrain, my name is Corey Foister, and today I am interviewing two people from the Greater Northbrook group, Lori McMillan and Chad Billard. Lori, Chad, how are you doing? Great, how are you? Great, thank you. Pretty good. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about you?
1: Sure, my name is Lori McMillan. I'm a resident of Northbrook. I live on Menominee Drive. Um, I have been a resident in Colrain. Uh, pretty much my entire life, a few years here and there, outside of Colerain. Um, Currently, I am a member of a Greater Northbrook, obviously. Uh, Every Sunday, I volunteer with the Teak and Farm group that's based in Mount Healthy and deliver meals uh, to individuals. I am a member of the Colerain Zoning Commission, uh, which is a proud position that I carry. Uh, more recently, I am a graduate of the First Township Academy, uh, also a graduate of the Colerain Citizens Police Academy and Fire Academy. On uh, the second Saturday of the month, I volunteer with the Colerain Community Association and help clean up uh, Ronald Reagan. Uh, that is a newer volunteer group that I recently joined. and. Uh, last but not least, I am the statutory secretary for a local nonprofit currently called CORE, uh, but we are in the process of changing our name shortly to be announced. Uh, awesome. I have uh, one daughter that I love dearly. Uh, her son, or her husband, my son in law, just recently was um, discharged from the Army. So, a uh, proud supporter of our military, too.
2: Chad, uh, My name's Chad Ballard, uh, I'm 44 years old. I've grown up in Coleraine pretty much my whole life, from uh, seven on, age of seven on. Um, I did move away for a little bit to Fairfield, uh, Miss Coleraine came back. I have a, a wife and of uh, 17 years and four children, three boys and a daughter. i um, also a graduate of the Citizens Police and Fire Academy here in Coleraine. Um. that's it <laughs> now how did
0: you get the uh, nickname
2: as mayor uh, it just North started as, as, as a joke
1: because mm-hmm. <laughs> i mess with them like, he's bossy <laughs> so you might as well give him a title
2: uh, I joke yeah. with them like I'm all but a cop all but a firefighter mm-hmm. you know, it's like no it's just the citizens <laughs> can you tell me a little
0: bit about the history of Northbrook for listeners not familiar with the area
1: Sure. So, Northbrook uh, traditionally has been uh, farmland, uh, woodlands. Um, In the 1940s, where the Northbrook Shopping Center was located, it was actually a small airstrip as well. Um, In the 60s, when uh, the war was ending, uh, there was a push for uh, servicemen to have somewhere to set up homes. And our area was one of those that was chosen and heavily heavily pushed. Uh, so we have a lot of veterans in our neighborhood. Um, uh, we definitely have um, had about 2,000 houses built during that time. And then over the period of the past five years or so, uh, we have grown to be, what's called a greater Northbrook area, because what happens in Northbrook uh, happens across the street from Northbrook. So we've um, kind of absorbed some of the neighborhoods that surround us as well. So currently, right now, we consider Northbrook to be Struble to Compton, so from the north to the south, and then from the west to the east, uh, from Coleraine Avenue to Miles. So, from 2,500 homes, we now represent 4,500 homes and growing.
2: There used to be a, an Army, what is it, a depot? Mm-hmm. You know? Army depot to, in Northbrook? Yeah, yeah. They, they used to have, like, tanks and stuff over there. Um, yeah. You know? And then, yeah, um, it, it was awarding bids to contractors, you know, to build, uh, build the neighborhood and I believe there's only eight people choose from two or three different styles. So every house looks pretty much the same, but some of them are actually two bedrooms, some are three, and some's four. Yeah. But they're all pretty much look exactly the same. Pretty yeah. much the same. No basements, you know. Uh, some of us did get a, a garage. Yeah. Some do not have any. Now, why that design choice? Because I, I, that was just what was then after yeah. the war? They yeah. They went
1: with simple prefabricated yeah. homes. So, if, so, if, so if they you could do build any a work, lot of homes really If you do
2: any work, which I do you know, in my house, uh, yeah. you'll see when you pull out the baseboards, are actually prefabricated, uh, prefabricated walls. And okay. they come in instead of in these clips. I, I call it like a trailer without wheels. Yeah, And my neighbors <laughs> get mad, but that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, but metal first, framing instead of the wood framing.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's all steel and metal framing.
0: So Northbrook used to have an airport. Did I hear you right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where the uh, where Northbrook, Northbrook Shopping, Shopping, Center Shopping Center was, was. and there okay.
1: was a second uh, airstrip at Northgate Mall. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's. Uh, I was talking to Mary last week for our episode and it's crazy Coleraine used to have three airports and yeah. I n- never knew that at all when did uh, Northbrook do you know when Northbrook actually got
2: rid of their airport uh it was Roughly. probably in the 40s right 40s. it yeah.
1: was there in the 40s and disappeared by the 60s so sometime in between there wow
0: now what makes
1: Northbrook a great place to live
0: and every neighborhood is unique what makes Northbrook unique uh, compared to other neighborhoods in Hamilton County? Uh,
1: So one of the things that stands out for Northbrook the most is uh, you will not find a community anywhere that has more pride in their community than Northbrook does. Um, And we are stubborn. We are a very stubborn bunch as well. one thing that's funny about Northbrook is we can make fun of our neighborhood. We can joke about our issues and and poke fun at each other, but we get highly offended when well, someone else starts it. pointing out what's wrong <laughs> with us. Uh, you don't live here, you don't know. Uh, so you know that's taken with a grain of salt. You know we we ask for help when we need help, but otherwise we are fiercely independent as well.
2: It's a, big, it's a big melting pot, too. I mean, so there's a lot of people of all races and nationalities, mm-hmm. which is great.
1: Right. And one of the things about our neighbors in general is you will not find a more caring group of people as well. So the average household income in Northbrook right now is around $40,000. Mm-hmm. 44000 something like that. Right. So you will have uh, some of the most giving community members I mean, when you hear that someone would give their shirt off their back, that's Northbrook. Yeah. So we we take care of our own and we reach out when we need help and uh, just very unique in the sense of community pride that we have.
0: Speaking of giving, before uh, we started the podcast, we were talking about um, childhood cancer. Could you kind of tell, because I think a lot of people listening even if they haven't heard of Northbrook, they've heard of stories from Northbrook. Could you kind of tell me a little bit about the, I um, can't think of the kid's name offhand. Brody. Brody. Could yes. you tell me how uh, the group contributed to that and how the whole uh, community came together for we, Brody? We
2: had saw um, Shiloh's post on Facebook, and we hadn't known them uh, yet. Um, I just asking for decorations and mm-hmm. kind of explained what was going on with Brody and the cancer And uh, one of our members, Amanda Beckman, you know, shared it to us. um, And, you know, we all discussed it and that. And we we took things over. And as a group, we discussed, you know, maybe we could do something. Because Christmas was his favorite holiday. um, Mm -hmm. So we're like, you know, maybe we could. He wasn't going to make it. We knew that at that point. We learned. So we're like, maybe we could do Christmas or, you know, do a Christmas parade since they're doing Christmas. And uh, we mentioned it. And Todd reached out. And uh, I went over and met him that night, and, I mean, it it all happened so quick. Um, You know, and we'd mentioned having um, a parade, and uh, that the group would like to do this for him.
1: And by parade, we mean very small. Yes. A a police car, a fire Fire truck.
2: truck, Maybe a few vehicles. Yeah. You know, and just come down the street. And and the first thing, you, you know, Todd said is, you know, I don't, you know, Brody can get out and about. We want all the kids to enjoy this, and so maybe we can do it at a neutral place. And you want to come by our house? And I'm like, okay. So we all went back and started talking. And I mean, it, it took off like wildfire. Mm-hmm. I mean, over 11 days. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of calls every day of people wanting to be involved. Wow. And I mean, what we just thought was a neighbor, we was going to try to help out. And it it reached
1: it reached a very critical point for us because. There's only so many things that a group of individual volunteers can do. Mm -hmm. And once it went viral, we knew we needed help. And because of the history that we have with working with the township, um, Amanda Beckman at this point took the lead and worked with Jeff Mills and others at the township. And it was just all hands on deck, and it was the most rewarding busiest 11 days I, I could say of my life yes, um, yes. so it, and it was amazing
2: cuz this little kid you know in 11 days brought together a community that we'd been fighting for you know a couple years at that point to try to bring together and he just came right in and i mean it just warmed your heart to see everybody come to these you know the the caroling and, and all he brought the whole community together it was it was amazing Right.
1: It was a huge group effort, not just our group, but right bringing others together and tasking out um, priorities and focusing and just getting it done. And it was an amazing day. It was. It was. Typically, when you go to an event such as the 4th of July and you walk away and there's trash all over and it takes hours and hours and sometimes days to clean up after the crowd, uh, we signed up to clean up after the event. And I want to say we found maybe 10 pieces of trash. You know, just everybody came with the same goal and the same energy. And, you know, it was to celebrate a life. So it, it was an absolutely beautiful day. Yes. And we had donations and groups coming from pretty much all over the country yeah. getting yeah. involved and mailing things, and a group came to participate in the parade from Wisconsin, you know, so everywhere. Yeah. It was People amazing. People
2: from everywhere to just drive in the parade or yeah. hang out. It,
0: it was amazing. That is awesome. Definitely a community of big heart. Not every community can write to the occasion like that. Right. So, uh kudos to you and everybody involved uh could you tell me a little bit more about the challenges that the
2: neighborhood is currently facing i think a lot is um how it's perceived
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know uh, everybody oh northbrook um
1: they're dangerous right it's i'm not don't drive through at night Right. Mm -hmm. i'm not saying
2: you know we don't have our problems just like any neighborhood but it's not like what you you know see or or hear out there but yeah no, it's not Northbrook, though. I mean, they they put down chlorine in general, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not really like that. Do you feel like the media give you
0: a bad rap, or is it just misunderstanding by just word of people mouth? Word of mouth, they they hear it, you mm-hmm. know.
2: Right? Um, again, it's not mm-hmm. your two three hundred thousand dollar home communities, you know. Or uh, mm-hmm. but they, then again, that's not the type of community I want to live in. True. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? Right now, we do have crime and. Right now, uh, one of our uh, focuses for the summer is safety and speeders and traffic calming. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're working hard with that. Um, but we also have a, an issue that we don't know how to stop and we've teamed up with the township to try to come up with some solutions, but there's predator style rental companies That just buy up hundreds of homes at a time. Um, Don't
2: care who they rent to.
1: Right. So working with them to change some of their rental rules and who they accept uh, as their renters, and provide some guidelines Mm -hmm. for that. Um, But also we're dealing with a lack of uh, meaningful investment in our neighborhood as well, Mm -hmm. meaning uh, most of our houses don't have things such as front porches or. Uh, Two-car, we have two-car driveways, you know, doubling the size of their driveways uh, to get some of the parking off the street. So uh, just some of those challenges as well.
0: Can you tell me more about a greater Northbrook? Uh, What
2: motivated the creation of the group? Um, I I think it it was uh, one night or one morning everybody woke up on Lori Street and uh, Mike and Amanda Beckman's, and their 26 tires flattened.
1: Oh, wow. 26 cars. 26 cars oh, with tires flat.
2: Wow. And okay. at that point, uh, Chief Mark Denny was real active on Facebook and the Northbrook groups, um, and he just seen everybody getting really upset about it. And then, you know, with that street, and mm-hmm. uh, he was, like, you know, let's have a meeting. Let's get together. Let's. And uh, it was, uh, it was a rough meeting. I mean, people were mad at him. I mean, <laughs> kudos to, to them for coming. <laughs> Um, but I think that's when I said, okay, what do we do? You know, what do you need from us? What, what can we do? And, and I think, you know, really the township's when pushed us to kind of, you know, um, it's your neighborhood, you know, let's work together. What, and that's kind of where we formed.
1: Right. You know, every person in our group, what's great about us, we talked about being unique, but our group is just as unique. So you have all different, uh, backgrounds in our group and one of our members Laura Dakin uh, is a uh, bulldog she is just a once <laughs> once she wants something she is going to get it which is just amazing about her yeah. and uh, she was not willing to just let Northbrook fade back away uh-huh. uh, so she also kept pushing the issue and at the first meeting that Chad was alluding to uh, it was a bloodbath of a meeting, and uh, the township administrator, the assistant administrator, the police chief, the trustees, everybody took a beating.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: at the end of that meeting, uh, they asked for volunteers so, uh, different volunteers that could represent their streets and the streets that are around them. And I was not one of those volunteers. I actually volunteered my neighbor across the street for it. Uh, he still thanks me to this day for that. But um, from there, it began with monthly meetings and trying to really Mm -hmm. identify the problems and realize that not just the township had a role in the demise of Northbrook, Mm -hmm. uh, but residents did as well. Uh, We tolerated lack of police patrols. We tolerated not getting to know your neighbors not if you see a crime happening across the street you know you you don't call yeah you don't call for help you Mm -hmm. know so it was definitely a learning of experience for what a if a neighborhood wants to change what you need to recognize you're doing wrong and change that behavior and move forward so that is part of us is we have many 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 community meetings uh, typically for a year outside of covid and we are very um enthusiastic when new problems come up or we celebrate with our community of the things that we have been able to accomplish you know so it's it's not just our team it is a community Uh, Problem that we're solving and a community celebration, you know, once we reach a successful end of something.
0: What would you say is probably uh, your proudest accomplishment so far, if you can pick one, or just so far as uh, since you've created the group?
1: So it might sound corny. I think probably, at least speaking for myself, not for the group, I think our relationship, our working relationship that we have built with the township is is something to be proud of because just like any relationship you have your good days and your bad days you work well together and you butt heads on things and we've come to the point in our work in relationship where we can get mad about something and there's no offense taken to it it's hey Chad ha- he's passionate about something right now and he's going to come to you and his color for colorful words are going to fly when he's speaking to you. I'm
2: guilty of that.
1: Or, you know, there's just so many scenarios where we've gotten to know each other so well that it's, we can be friends when we need to be friends, but Mm -hmm. honest when we need to be honest. Um, An example of that is we were rather mad about a month and a half ago because of traffic calming. In our strategic plan, we have Mm -hmm. an entire section on how to calm traffic. And for a few years now, we've been pushing to have it put into the budget so we can cross that off of our list and get it done. Well, coming out of COVID, people are maniacs on our streets right now. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're completely ignoring stop signs. And we are just waiting for the the day we get a call that someone has been hit. So uh, to make a long story short, because I know we don't have all day, but we were reaching out about it and we're told, hey, the township now has a policy about traffic calming and it outlines no longer having speed bumps, speed humps, speed cushions, speed tables, all these things that is in our plan to try. Yeah it's written out of our policy they no longer can have it yeah well that opened a hornet's nest for us because for five years this is what we've been working towards and now all of a sudden a roadblock has been put in front of us and so at that point uh, we bring our challenges we tend to stay behind the scenes and and work our issues out that way but at that point we're coming to the trustees. The trustees voted for that and included it, so we're coming to the people that put the policy in plan. Uh, so spoke at a trustee meeting, had a work session uh, last week, and now uh, we are going to test some more implements. Now, to be fair, we did test a device called a chicane on one of our busier streets, and it was successful. It did slow traffic down. But it's expensive. But it's $13,000. Oh, yeah. And
2: with anything, you can't just have one, you need multiple ones mm-hmm. spread out to really make a difference. Right. So yeah. that price times, we probably need eight to ten on that road, mm-hmm. that could really add up for one road.
0: Yeah, being the uh, intern here at Coleraine, that was actually my duty. I did the whole research of how much everything was going to cost. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Talking about traffic comic, because I actually wrote the <laughs> memo for Jeff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of uh, the Northbrook uh, strategic plan, could you tell me more about it? Could you tell me more about the plan? And uh, you crafted it with Urban Fast Forward. Could you tell me a little bit about what Urban Fast Forward is as well?
2: Urban Fast forwards an amazing group. Kathleen and, and her, um, John
1: Young,
2: and yeah, Kevin. They, they do a lot so th- that was a company that had a big hand in redeveloping uh over the rhine they've, okay, they've yeah. done some work with mayor wolf and him out there in uh Mount healthy so um we interviewed was it, about 10 different companies or, it was quite a few yeah and we picked four. them because they really were, stood out their track record yeah their track mm-hmm. record yeah yeah so uh
1: right so we started working with them in 2018 and work with them for about a year and a half which was longer than they were contracted to work with us by the way um, mm-hmm. but uh, the history of Northbrook and our passion and our history as a group it just kept fascinating them more and more you know so they kept wanting to come back to us um, but ultimately we had A year and a half worth of meetings with our leadership group and then uh, quarterly we host our community meetings and at one of those meetings urban fast-forward presented and collected data as well so the community was involved with uh, every bit of information that is in this plan as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was amazing it it includes um, our concerns uh, our solutions the plan itself gives us a, just a backbone and a, kind of a roadmap of how over the next 10 years we can change the makeup of Northbrook. We have some short term goals, some medium term, and then of course those longer term goals. Uh, some of them are easy goals for us and some of them are very difficult and will take a lot of dedication and work, uh, but those will be the most meaningful of uh, making an impact. Uh, the plan itself is, if anyone hasn't read it, it is available on the township website, and uh, it could be a roadmap for just not Northbrook, but for yes. any neighborhood yeah. in, in to the township. Any they, they could pick it up and cross out Northbrook and insert their name and take some of the ideas and use them for themselves as well.
0: Now, you mentioned earlier about housing. How is the uh, group addressing housing in the neighborhood?
1: So housing is a difficult situation yeah. when mm-hmm. when we have an average income of $40,000. Well, we don't so have it, much
2: vacant land either, so it ain't like we can try to get developers in there. Right,
1: but for our standpoint, uh, the things that are tangible for us Uh, so we can encourage front porches or driveways or fix your sidewalks. You know, we can encourage all of that. Um, but things that we are able to do ourselves is if we see a house that is in disrepair or their grass is tall, people are, you know, parking in their lawn, which was, we, we took a beating for supporting that uh, initiative, but, um, the broken window theory, uh, I thought, was a sham when Chief Denny first presented it to us. You know, just some politician's word or yes. phrase that, that they use. very true. Yeah, we, we've eaten that. Uh, but we can uh, certainly encourage uh, zoning enforcement. Um, we can help with placemaking and trying to attract businesses to our area. Uh, our primary area of placemaking is the Northbrook Shopping Center. When we first started, they had Dollar General. Now the strip minus one little area is full. And so we have brought some business into that area because when it was vacant, there was a lot of crime yeah. and drug deals and such happening in that parking lot. Um, but we also uh, play or have played uh, some parts in some development of the area so we can encourage uh, what type of business we want and what area. Uh, we would love to get, like, a little ice cream shop. You right. know, so we have a spot in the area that we would love to see redeveloped and, and have that. Uh, so for us, it's mainly uh, making sure zoning is on point. Um, well, we're and that offering we, help.
2: Yeah. The, we don't want to, you know, the, don't think that we can see some tall grass We're just calling the township because we do reach out. We have members of the group that has extra lawnmowers, that has... You know, giving it, giving them away. Um, so, so we're just not like just calling up here at the zoning department immediately. We offer help. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had a house on actually my street that we tried to clean up and we was successful, but Twice. they didn't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. And we, we got uh, Runky, who's amazing, had a, a huge dumpster out there for free for us and uh, some of the um, some of the trustees came came down. We we cleaned the house up. It didn't take long to get back to where it was. But then that was okay. We tried. Now we got to take legal, go the legal route. So, but I mean, we we do try and help. We ain't just like let's call these people and get them fined or nothing like that.
1: Right. But ultimately, our goal when it comes to housing is raising the values of our properties. We need to get it to a point where some of these predatory landlords won't make as much profit off of renting houses in our area. Uh, There's a lot of debate, especially on Facebook, about renters, and um, there's a misconception of what is a subsidized renter versus a private renter, such as, um, I'll throw their name out there, Vinebrook. Um, Vinebrook typically has a rental fee of $1,000 to $1,200 a month which mm-hmm. is higher than a lot of mortgage payments Definitely. Um, so if we could kind of bust into their profit margin mm-hmm. and bring in more homeowners and I have nothing against renters personally no. um, but if we could bring up those home values and discourage the purchasing then they purchase in mass in our community yes. our houses are cheap and they can make a good profit monthly off of us. Well, that was
2: back when you know houses were going for forty, fifty, sixty thousand. It's not yeah. like that anymore. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it, it's that's one thing that drives me crazy. But it's the renters. It's the renters. I had a conversation or a clean-up day with a lady about that. It's, in my section, two of the three major problem houses are owned. They're, they're not rented. are rented. Uh, you know, I, have rented this same house for 13 years and just bought it a year ago, year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, even when I owned it or or, or rented it, I, I took pride of that house, you know, um, it reflects on who you are. Mm -hmm. And so, so, I mean, there, there's good owners, there's bad owners, good renters, bad renters, and I guess same for section eight. Right. He
1: said throwing that wide net out and um just saying all renters are bad
2: that that gets on our nerves right
1: yeah
0: could you tell me some of the activation ideas found in the strategic plan i was looking i saw the uh butterfly garden i thought was really uh Kind of a cool
2: and neat idea so we want to do like butterfly gardens or, or uh butterfly yeah uh
1: butterfly havens gardens.
2: uh we want to do like oh, a yeah. community garden pocket parks you know just things like that and that makes you feel like at home a little small community uh, are there any uh community gardens right now or is that something that? that's something on? in the works um so we got a, a mini grant we want a mini grant for uh um, from the township to do it and then covet hit mm-hmm. so for, like for the last year and a half we haven't really been doing much um mm-hmm. Just because it wasn't safe to do so, and Definitely. you know we do have a lot of elderly in our community, so we, we felt as a group that you know that now's the time to just back off, mm-hmm. and we're just now getting back in the swing of things. Just now, so I mean it feels great, but um, so you no, know, we wasn't able to do that, and then on top of that, you know uh, we discussed with Jeff and then maybe doing like a two-phase: like we'll build the beds first, and then like later down the line get the the dirt for it. And then, of course, it's like, you know, twelve grand for a two-by-four right now at longer prices. So it's like um, maybe we should, again, hold off until things fix themselves. Definitely.
1: Right. But for activation, we definitely have some areas of our neighborhood uh, pinpointed, you know, areas that we want to focus on first and kind of um, circle out from there. Um, for activation, we... Uh, we do work with um, the township to try to get some of the cdbg grant money from hamilton county every year Um, we meet with the township in the fall to try to get items such as uh, traffic calming into the budgets and so that way we can check things off of the strategic plan list Um, but circling back to the strategic plan it does have areas in there that are outlined uh, for us to focus on activation Um, but some of that that we didn't mention before is um, the responsibility of the parties so there are some areas that we are responsible for doing solely there are some areas that the township has to do for us such as speed bumps they cost a lot of money we're volunteers Um, but there are things that we can work on together and try to solve as well Um, so it, it definitely is one of those areas where we have a list a mile long of things that we want to do, but depending on who's responsible and how much money it takes to do it, um, you know, we we check little things off and we're kind of that little engine that could, that keeps moving towards the bigger items. You know, we have a goal and we'll get there. But COVID was definitely a challenge as the entire world knows. Mm-hmm.
0: Now does the group hold uh, events and... Can you tell me about some of the events that you've recently have held and some of the upcoming events as well? We do,
2: um, every year we do pocket picnics. Mm -hmm. So um, people would volunteer to host one. Um, We put it out on our webpage. Um, We would let the township know. Um, A lot of times, uh, as long as we're not busy, the police and the fire can stop by. Um, We have games and stuff like that um, for kids and, you know, Juice boxes, all that good stuff. So, we try to have like one a month and use throughout the neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, obviously right. It's kind of like a block party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we also call it a pocket picnic yeah. because we are activating a pocket in our neighborhood. Of the yeah. So, it's kind of our thing. We tend to use the word pocket a lot. So, we have pocket picnics. One of our activation ideas are uh, pocket parks, which is mm-hmm. pick some of these vacant lots we have in our neighborhood and turn them into something, whether it's a butterfly haven or if it has a big, beautiful tree, why not put a park bench under it and encourage someone to sit there with a book or an iPad or you know whatever the case may be. Uh, just this past weekend, uh, myself and Chad were running around uh, along with the rest of our group and um, about 12 other volunteers inside dumpsters and hosting a cleanup day. So we have compton recycling on site and seven dumpsters from rumpke and we are unloading people's garbage and large items and sludging through dumpsters for our neighborhood <laughs> not many people want to do that but we will do it for yeah. northbrook and it
2: gives people a chance to clean up their properties inside and out um, and we do that once a year and this year Rumpke was great enough to allow us to have a seventh dumpster because usually it's six Mm -hmm. um usually we blow through the first few and then we call please 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 and they they always they're they're great about that Mm -hmm. um so this year they allowed us to take tires and that whole 30-yard dumpster was packed full and there were tires that are now not going to be in our community
1: right they're I'm
2: sure we've all drove through and you know, not just Northbrook. There's Col co up. There's a few there. there and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to fight against. Seeing the mattresses out on the street. from, You know, somebody wouldn't take it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, but community meetings. So we host for a year. Uh, we could get anywhere from, say, 30 members of our community that comes um, up to about 100. Uh, so it uh, makes for a wide variety of opinions and solutions at our meetings. Uh, Two years ago at the Northbrook Shopping Center we planted what we called a giving tree project which was a fruit garden and this year we have some peaches growing on the trees and some cherries are on the trees and some boysenberries are growing and that is just an area where if you are hungry or want to show your kids how to grow something and mm-hmm. go to the Northbrook shopping center. Uh, you can see that or take a couple peaches in a few weeks. Uh, we have a community in motion walking group. Uh, so uh, if anyone's trying to get out and get healthy, uh, you can reach out to me and join our team. Um, in the past we've hosted uh, breakfast with Santa with the Olympian club as well as a trunk or treat, uh, which is amazing. Um, a Coring Kids Fishing Derby uh, is usually hosted um, Labor Day Weekend and uh, we had spoken about Birdie Allen his superhero Christmas parade Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head can you? Me neither Uh, our big things
2: are usually the um, the clean up day Mm -hmm. and, and our pocket picnics Fish and
1: derby. <clears throat> Our very first event was Northbrook Got Game. Northbrook Got, got Game uh, which was a gaming event at the Northbrook shopping center on yep. a Friday night. Uh, it was freezing cold. <laughs> yes. Uh, like freezing cold. I don't know who planned it. No, I'm just kidding that was us. Uh, it was about 34 degrees out and oh, wow. um we had a blow it was up
2: screen and one yeah. all-in-one game consoles yeah. so people could play up on the you know the kids That's and cool. I could play old school yeah. games up on the
1: yeah we had barrels with yeah. fires burning yeah. and yeah I mean so that was fun we would love to do something like that again awesome. uh, definitely not now when it's super hot or in or November when it's super, when it's super cold. cold yeah <laughs> Now, so
0: where uh, do listeners go to find a list of events? Is there a website? Is there a Facebook
2: group? A, a Twitter Facebook group. Um, uh-huh. It's a greater Northbrook. Um, they can go there. We post all of our events. Uh, again, we don't have a whole lot planned for right now. That's mm-hmm. something that we can discuss. I think now that things are to start opening back up, maybe you know we can get a few picnics in this year, hopefully. it um, just depends on everybody's comfort level. Mm-hmm. But also, that's somewhere that... If somebody wanted to get involved or you know um, with the community um, yeah they, they should reach, reach out, out to that, the Facebook group. yeah yeah they can always message us on there it comes to all ten of us members so one of us will get back with you um, but that's usually the best place to go to check out what we're up to uh, again over the last year and a half we haven't been up to nothing <laughs> <laughs> now you talked about meetings earlier uh, before COVID, would there actually be meetups, meetup? Like a yeah. monthly meetup? So, uh, our leadership team that we call the core members, we yeah. get together monthly. Um, Where would that usually be at, or would it just change venue? It would every change. Time? Um, so, we were doing it at the police substation up at Northbrook or mm-hmm. up at our Northgate Mall, and then we started having it here at the, uh, down in the basement, the township building, because um, mm-hmm. one of the Usually, uh, Lieutenant Cordy or Sergeant Penley would like to be involved with us, um, because they're very active with us. So we just did whatever was convenient for them, Mm because the 10 of us, we can do whatever you know, it's okay, we'll meet here. It it don't matter to us. Um, So that's when we usually have them. Um, We've only had one since COVID kind of lifted back up. And we've discussed having um, an online community meeting. Like through Facebook, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I think we may,
1: yeah, we may make that in person. Yeah, I'd like to
2: do in person. I I feel everybody's vaccinated by now, or feel comfortable. And if they're not, then that's fine too. But they know the, you know. So I think we're at a place where I think people would feel comfortable coming out. So something we're definitely gonna be discussing here real soon. Whether we should do one soon.
1: Right. We do have a community meeting. We haven't posted it on Facebook yet, but Mm -hmm. September thirteenth. It's a Monday night. Uh, that will be an in-person community meeting uh, we're just trying to figure out if if we want to host one before then as well
0: mm-hmm. and that would be at the administration
2: building yeah
1: we typically yeah. host them at Southland Baptist Church on Springdale Road Okay, uh, which is uh, Pastor Love's church, church.
2: Mm-hmm. he's great and since day one's always let us use the place um, mm-hmm. Like one of the classrooms down in church, and then it started getting so big now, he's kicked us out to the to the gym outside. Oh, wow. You know, the the separate building. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's amazing, lets us hold pretty much any of the community stuff there. The blood drives we've done, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about the uh, Paint the Town event you did a few years ago?
1: Oh, wow. So we mentioned before Laura Dakin is a go-getter. Uh-huh. She had heard about Paint the Town that's hosted through uh, Give Back Cincinnati. It's one of their events. Mm -hmm. And in a week, she had contacted them so often and uh, so fiercely actually got them to agree to accept us. Um, Paint the Town is simply amazing. So uh, it took about six months of planning and uh, Give Back Cincinnati works to get business donations. And by donations, I mean they will adopt a house, buy all of the supplies for the house, and also provide all of the volunteers. So it's kind of a team building thing for each of the companies. Uh, we hosted, uh, well, we put out four applications. You know, if you, if you are a homeowner and you met certain criteria, uh, you could apply to be selected for it. Ultimately, 26 houses were selected. So what happened is on that particular day, 700 volunteers flooded Coleraine. We all met at Coleraine Middle School, uh, had breakfast donated from Chick-fil-A and and so forth. But uh, these 700 volunteers then went out in one day and painted uh, from top to bottom, uh, porches, including sheds that, yeah. that were on site or porches, 26 homes in one day wow. were Wow, amazing, yeah. And cool. just like the Birdie Allen parade, when you see everyone coming together for a common goal, mm-hmm. there's nothing more beautiful. Right. So seeing that and the homeowners, the house that I was working on, she came out and she was crying at the Little end and lady
2: just couldn't afford it. You know fixed income social security yeah. whatever thousand a month apparently barely pay your bills oh, yeah. how you going to do the extras mm-hmm.
1: right so, so a cool. feel-good moment definitely and i drive past those houses many of them quite often and uh three of them actually are in my grandma's neighborhood and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, they still call me the paint lady. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's definitely an amazing opportunity. And uh, there was some cleanup effort before then. So, you know, when you have so many people coming into your community, you want your community to look good. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was some build up to it as well. But, yeah, we would love to host it again. We have another 26 houses ready to go.
0: What kind of, uh, what are the, some of the projects the group is currently working on?
1: So on uh, July 21st, we actually were invited to present at the Coleraine Historical Society. So uh, they will do a presentation of the past of Northbrook, and then Mm -hmm. we will be speaking of just the recent years and what our goals are moving forward. Uh, We do still plan to host a sidewalk painting event. Um, It's a little tricky because it keeps raining and then of course covid happened Uh, but that's basically a rain activated message so uh, we spray paint a message down and you will not see it and then when it rains the messages appear Uh, so that'll happen all around northbrook and then uh, if we have paint left over which we believe we will we'll start coming outside of northbrook and go into other neighborhoods as well uh this summer, we're working with another nonprofit group called Side by Side, and uh, chose three weekends. Uh, one was uh, a few weeks ago, and then we have July eighth and I'm sorry, July eleventh and August eighth, doing free book giveaways to kids in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned the September thirteenth community meeting. Uh, we're also in the planning stages of working with the Olympian Club again for uh trunk or treat which is kind of a halloween party so we start with trunk or treat and then we go in and play all kinds of games and potluck and it's the kids have a blast if you haven't gone before please come uh breakfast with santa uh, that's a great time Uh, if you like pancakes and bacon come on over
2: you can never go wrong with bacon
1: yep uh chad's passion uh, santa I uh, hey, I feel like you could play a good fan. I, I would do. It. I would. They never <laughs> asked me to. I I'd do in a second. Yeah. Pete from Olympian Club has. Well, don't tell the kids. Actually, Santa comes, uh, but <laughs> we call him Pete outside of Christmas. Uh, he's typically Santa. Uh, Chad's passion, uh, is something that we are almost always working on, are streetlights um, We have installed several street light districts. We're currently working on two and have a third that's pinpointed, but Marino and Pensacola are on deck now and being worked on. We've already installed on part of Niagara and want to finish out the rest of Niagara. Uh, Then last but not least on our short list here is uh, we're really going to be pushing for traffic calming very hard for the rest of this year. Mm -hmm. If we don't have, some type of device installed by the end of the year, we might lose our minds.
2: <laughs> I might just go to Home Depot and some concrete and tobacco and take care of it.
1: <laughs> but yes, there's nothing more important to us right now than safety. And when you can stand on your front sidewalk and nine out of ten cars are flying down your street mm-hmm. and we realize that it's we, we cannot have hundred police officers on our streets at all times it's not feasible there's no room in the budget and having traffic blitzes every once in a while is uh, welcomed but not a true solution so uh, we need to have some type of tangible evidence of a solution
2: Well, we feel the traffic calming devices plus an officer you know if we can get one Somewhere down the road, or even just blitzes, just the combination of the two of them, I think would work. And, and again, we so a lot of things. Obviously, it's about Northbrook, but this is a lot of things, and uh, that's problems in Coleraine in general. You know, say say back, whatever. Um, and obviously, we're only ten people, so we can only really focus on our own. But I mean, uh, the, the the traffic calming is something that's needed all over Coleraine. It's not just Northbrook. You know, I think a lot of neighborhoods probably need stuff like that. People just have no respect no more.
1: Right, right. And it's one of the things that we work with um, the Northbrook Rock Watch Group as well uh, to try to be preventative in our actions rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier said than done, uh, but this is where we're leaning heavily on our working relationship with the township we've we've thrown our hands in the air and at this point we've thrown the gauntlet on the table and we're saying hey this is what i don't want to say demanding but Mm -hmm. we need this now Uh, it's doing nothing but getting worse out there and i couldn't imagine being one of our fire personnel or a police officer and uh answering the call of duty to uh, one of those calls and having it be a four-year-old child that Mm -hmm. has been injured or uh, a 70-year-old woman trying to take her garbage out and you have someone driving up on the sidewalk to pass another car that's not going as fast as they wish Uh, the time has come to start going from zero to yeah. (laughs) yeah we need to do something more yeah, so that's I don't know what know if we are you,
0: asking. Um, saw it not too long ago. Um, I think it was a five or six year old kid was hit up in um, Hamilton back in May. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 25, and I think they were going like 55. Yeah, yeah. You see right. it every right.
2: day. And like I said, again, it's not just Northbrook; it's, mm-hmm. everywhere. it's everywhere. Yeah.
1: Right. The lady is. that was hit uh, in Reading, who was pregnant, and both her and her unborn child died. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. There's so many sad stories, and unfortunately, this isn't an area where we will have tangible evidence that we have saved a life. Mm-hmm. We will never know when someone was not hit by a car. Definitely. But I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, And I definitely don't want it outside of my house or in front of Chad's or um, They know but Connie passed my house. Right. Connie and our group. She lives on the Niagara Speedway. Mm -hmm. Niagara is a cut through from Pippin (laughs) to (laughs) from uh, Pippin to Springdale, and it is a shortcut. And they fly on that road. Mm -hmm. And we have more and more kids in our neighborhood than ever. And
2: somebody's gonna get
1: hurt. Yeah. And we love our police department, and they are doing what they can. But. Their hands are tied too. They yeah. they can't be there all the time, and we recognize that. So, yeah, we're beating is twenty four seven. Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: all time, day
1: and but, night. But
2: I will say we have a few officers. Shout out to Henry Boyd. Officer uh,
1: Boyd.
2: <laughs> when, when they don't have nothing going, they they can have a free time. Him and Lieutenant Corby and a few of the others. They yeah. will sit back there and they'll bust him They will. He's uh he's something else back there. Pat Clan too.
1: Yes. And, you know, just to put a little perspective on it, one of the areas that we had highlighted two months ago as being a problem area, a week later ended up with a high-speed police chase because the person ran the stop sign, as we said. It's a high area for people ignoring a stop sign. Mm -hmm. And we ended up with a police chase. They had two kids in the car, drugs in the car, and it just proved our point. Mm -hmm. We... We talk to people. We understand our neighborhood and listen to us. We're pinpointing areas and asking for help. Now, I like to use the word begging, uh, but we are begging for help on this. We can't do this ourselves.
0: Now, you talk about the relationship between your group and Coleraine Township. Uh, how has Colerain Township helped a group, and how has the relationship been between the community group, and the administration of Coleraine Township?
2: Pretty much anything we need. We can go to them. Right? don't mean we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they're all always a call or a text or an email away. Or, you know, my favorite, I just show up. Mm-hmm. You know, and beat on Jeff's door. I don't really schedule meetings. <laughs> right. But they're always there. They always listen. And it's weird. We started off, you know, uh, just strangers, mm-hmm. and, you know. Now, like, well, with our group, um, the ten of us, we're like family, man. I love these people, and they were strangers. And we're, you know, we got our bulldog Laura, who's like what fifty something, sixty. Don't
1: throw ages out. Well, See, well, this well, is well, when families well, uh, are bad.
2: Okay, well, so we got a lot of, you know, <laughs> sorry, Laura, You know what I'm saying? So there, there's, uh, it's, it's we're some, a variety. Yeah, a variety, and same thing <laughs> with the township. Um, you know, we became really good friends with a lot of these people, but also yeah. we, and, and we know we can call them and it might not be the answer we want. And mm-hmm. some, a lot of times it ain't.
1: But they, they will but they listen, listen and, different. you know, I think one of the benefits that, that we have really achieved is the ability to information share. Yeah. So like we, a liaison. right. So we have been in touch with the port authority we have been in touch with hamilton county uh uh, the chamber of commerce even you know on a local level but uh, networking is definitely one of those things uh, that we take advantage of we don't expect the township to solve all of our problems we are very proactive and you know say for instance the cleanup day we just had with rumpke Mm -hmm. that's us doing all of the work we're contacting rumpke we're contacting uh, Give back or uh, keep Cincinnati. What? Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> keep Cincinnati clean. You know, just all of these different places. You know, that is us. That that's not the township. Now, if we, it, there have been times we get to a roadblock and uh, we can come to them and troubleshoot, or they will help us out on on something keys. here and there. Mm-hmm. But them teaching us. How to get things done has been a huge benefit to us Um, the contacts are limitless and uh, priceless information but uh, they also have a lot of lessons learned yeah so tapping into some of those you know such as speed bumps you know we're picking on those a lot tonight Uh, we know that we just can't throw in one speed bump and go for it because there's all of these statistics around, you know, having multiples. You know, so lesson learned. Let's not reinvent the wheel on everything. Let's go for solutions that are known to work initially as well. We don't like to fail. Right. So getting some of that done is is relying on, on their expertise as well. Uh, we never heard of the word placemaking or tactical urbanism. Until Jeff.
2: Jeff's here. Yeah, yeah I, he came to us and was saying the words like, "What are you talking about?" I think we all got our phones. We, like we're googling, googling it literally,
1: yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Guys, put the phones down." <laughs> you know, one of those things. So Jeff's but very yeah. smart.
2: He's got a lot of information.
1: Yeah, very Definitely. create, creative. Yeah, uh, and very encouraging. He is. There are times that we just want to give up. Are we making a difference, or are we not making a difference? And you know. When you're in the thick of something, you don't see any of your achievements. Mm-hmm. But boy, when it starts being pointed it. out to us, we're like, you know what? Right you're like the right.
2: police, I had some conversations, you know, personal conversations. And, you know, I th- we all get to a point where we get discouraged. And I think I was kind of like that. And, uh, like, dude, don't, don't give up, man. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I can see it. But, like she said, it's, it's like weight loss. You know, you don't mm-hmm. notice you're losing the weight until it's like, oh, wow. You yeah, know, you step back. Major. So sometimes it's good to maybe come over, you know, talk to Township, and then they'll be like, look, you don't see it, but we do. It's a huge difference. Keep it up.
1: And they are allies. Yeah. You know, they're on our side. They want to see us achieve. And if it takes a little bit of pushing and nudging or guidance, you know, we're, I mean, five years in, we're still newbies. Yeah. You know, so that, that relationship is um, – a game-changer for us yeah. you know
0: speaking of newbies for someone listening right now who wants to create a group similar to yours to improve their
2: neighborhood what advice would you give them it's hard
1: call the neighbor or call the mayor <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: it, it is a lot of work mm-hmm. you gotta find people who love your neighborhood as much as you mm-hmm. uh, it's discouraging it's, your first year or two is really hard because it, it seems like nothing's getting done, but, I mean, at the same time, you're addressing, okay, what are our problems? And then, you know, it's building the relationships with, you know, the township or your city or village that you live in. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: prioritizing.
2: Yeah, prioritizing. Um, and and something that still gets on my nerves, we, we've talked about, you know, the whole politic thing and red tape earlier. Yeah. It's like, I'm impatient. I want stuff done now. And realizing okay we got to have a study for it and then we got to do this and then this step man that was a year and a half but uh, so don't get discouraged It, it takes time it's not as fast as any of us want that's why I mean in a year's time we might only get two or three things done let's say major things but I mean it when it comes time. down
1: to it, we all have lives and yes. interest outside yes. of Northbrook. So, it, you have the work-life balance. You, you also family. have the neighborhood balance as yeah. well. So, without being healthy mentally and physically, you know I mean,
2: some, some of these guys. I mean, you know, when we're like really kicking strong during our summer months, some of these guys put in 20, 30 hours wow. on we, top of full time jobs. On top of full time jobs, on top of your family and anything else you like to do. So and, and this is volunteer. We don't want no money. We ain't getting paid. But we take pride in where we live and I mean we're just as responsible for our neighborhoods as the township and the police and everybody else. So Lori and
0: Chad, thank you for being on the podcast. Before we go, because it's summer, I want both of you to give our listeners like a reading suggestion or a movie suggestion, something on Netflix, just anything that's really uh, doesn't have to relate
2: to the community. It's just something that you find really cool. I've been watching Mom on Hulu. Hulu. It's uh about an alcohol Well, <laughs> it, it's about an alcoholic <laughs> mom and daughter, and they, they quit. I don't know, it's a okay. pretty cool little funny series. It's, it's comedy. I'm a comedy type of guy. I don't like none of that lovely stuff or mm-hmm. drama. I'm the fan. But, thing but, way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I watch that. Really good. Pay attention to you know your family, your loved ones. It's I, I know it's easier said than done because I get wrapped up in my job and then the mm-hmm. community, and now I've got four kids that are old and I'm older, and I'm just like, man, where the time go? Just Turn off the TV sometimes, maybe put down that phone, uh, go outside, hang with your family.
1: Right, and for me, I am probably the most annoying friend that anyone could ever have. Maybe. Oh, all- <laughs> annoying. Oh, annoying. <laughs> I uh, am an avid book reader, so when he mentions mom, or I finally jumped on board and caught up with Schitt's Creek, that was a Uh-oh. fun show yes. to watch. Uh, but other than that, I very rarely turn on my TV. I, I always have a book or a magazine uh, open in front of me. Uh, right now, I am reading a book called The Sea of Tranquility, uh, which is... Uh, pretty daggone good, um, so you could uh, maybe form a book club with me, I don't know. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm that annoying friend because people are like, hey, do you watch Outlander? Or do you watch, I don't even know, all these things. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no clue what they're talking about because that's I, I prefer not to. I like living in my own little happy world and don't venture out of it very often.
0: Do you have a favorite book?
1: Oh gosh, The Harry Potters. I'm still that girl that is a Potterhead. So, yes, I've read that book series countless times at this point. So, yes, I I definitely am a Harry Potter nerd. I was one of those girls that was obsessed with Twilight. Um, Yeah, so I could go on and on. You don't want to get me started on on my reading list. Well, once again,
0: Lori and Chad, uh, thank you for all you do for... Northbrook, and also for Colerain Township, and thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us.
1: Yes, thanks for the invite. I'm excited.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey Colerain. Please subscribe to the show on the podcast platform you listen to so you don't miss an episode. Also, give Coleraine Township a like on Facebook, which is a great place to learn about the latest happenings in our community. You can also visit us at colrain.org. On behalf of everybody at Colrain Township, this has been Corey Foister. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day.